7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. Thank you and a good evening. Welcome to the show. I am Tabiso Musia. Loyolam Kalip is the producer. Babalom Duma is in a technical with us this evening. On a Thursday, we like to talk about the business of sport and tonight is no different. The Nike ad featuring Colin Kaepernick, the first NFL player to kneel during the singing of the U.S. National Anthem, has caused outrage in some quarters while many have commended the sportswear company for taking a stance and we will have a conversation about this and the impact that it's had. We have seen some banning their Nike shoes and themselves in the process in um, that hashtag on social media just ban it we have also tonight invited La Liga to come and talk to us uh, they've decided to set up office in Johannesburg they've actually been here for about three years now and we want to find out more about their thinking what is their plan why are they here in South Africa and what have they seen uh, from the South African market or the African market rather that's brought them here to Johannesburg to be exact so the president of La Liga in Africa Mr. Antonio Paradas, will talk to us and he is here with us in studio but first up though let's hear from renowned sports journalist and essay uh, reigning essay sports journalist of the year og mulefe i'm sure uh, most of us know him from a tv he's a sports reporter sports anchor sports editor but he's doing some wonderful work uh giving back to the kids and they have a golf day tomorrow um with the, the og found the og mulefe foundation which he has started and we caught up with him before the show and he tells us more Thank you, Tabi Soman, for the opportunity. And uh, to all the SAFM listeners, uh, good evening. What's happening tomorrow is that we're having the inaugural OG Mulefe Invitational, which is, in effect, a golf day that we're hosting to raise funds for the OG Mulefe Foundation. Um, the foundation basically, you know, aims to help little kids learn how to play golf, but not only that, to realize that, um, you know, you could give kids, you know, access to playing the game of golf, but they need a lot of support um, with other things for them to become either success at that or just in life in general. Therefore, we're also focusing on helping them with their education as well. And uh, the event tomorrow is basically to help raise funds so we can do all of that. And when did you start the foundation and where are the kids from? We started the foundation in January this year, basically. Um, you know, um, for, for, for a long, the longest time I've in a way, looked for a way to give back after, you know, the career I've had as a sports journalist, having access to, um, you know, playing some of the best courses in South Africa. And I realized that little kids don't have that opportunity. I mean, the barriers to entry in the game of golf are very high. And I realized that, you know, if we are actually going to groom um, a first black superstar of golf, we can't start with the likes of Toto Timba, who are doing very well on the Sunshine Tour, but they don't quite get the support that they need. And I think if we really want to overhaul the game, we need to start at grassroots levels. And uh, therefore, we found kids um, in Soweto, Middleland Zone 3, that uh, we've sort of built a driving range for. And now, you know, by the grace of God, I've found a sponsor that's actually going to build us a state-of-the-art driving range, a state-of-the-art high-tech home center for them to be able to come up to school and do their school work. We've also got support from the NEC of Education in Gauteng, Tatepanya Sufi, who give us access to teachers across you know, private schools from around Gauteng. And with the high-tech technology that we'll have, we'll be able to access teachers that can remotely connect and help these kids with their education. But not only that, even, you know, some of the most well-known golf coaches in South Africa can then keep contact with these kids. And why golf, OG? 
for me, golf is a passion and is a sport that I that I play almost every week. But like I say, I've got the opportunities and I'm blessed that I'm able to play at some of the best courses in the country. But not every kid in the township has that opportunity and I'm just trying to create that for them. Finally, what kind of support are you getting um, for the OG Mulefe Foundation? Man, I've been fortunate enough to have sponsors that have come on board to help us um, to prepare for the golf day and um, to prepare the kids as well to be able to come out and support as well. Um, you know, we've got the likes of Heineken SA who are holistically paying for, you know, the golf club where we were playing at Ebozi Links. Um, they've come on board financially to help us, guys like at Jeep Centurion to come on board to put money into the foundation. So these guys are not just talking about um, we're just giving you money and leaving you to see what you're doing, but long term they will continue to support not only the foundation but the golf day in itself. But it's never enough, Tabiso. So, you know, if there's people still out there, I mean, looking to, um, you know, put a, put some of the SCSI budget somewhere, they can definitely get in touch with us because this is a long-term project. I don't want this to be one of those things where you put money and three years later the place is run down. Great stuff there, OG Mulefe, uh, leading by example, doing some wonderful work, using his uh, platform and his influence to give back uh, to the kids and through the sport that he loves so much, uh, a golfer, uh, which he plays a whole lot. Uh, OG Mulefe has fallen so much in love with his golf, and I'm glad that he is uh, using it as a vehicle to give back to the community, and hopefully we can all get behind it and we can support OG uh, Mulefe with this wonderful initiative. All the best for tomorrow's golf day. Up next, we will talk about this Nike campaign that has caused a storm. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. So, um, as I said, Nike has caused a storm with their advert that features uh, features Colin Kaepernick, Serena Williams, Odell Beckham Jr. as they mark their 30th anniversary, but most of their attention is around the use of the NFL player Colin Kaepernick, who was the first uh, player to kneel during the singing of the national anthem in protest of racial injustice. And some people have an issue with this and they are banning their Nikes. Uh, but let's find out more now and get a broader perspective of what is going on here. And Dr. Dominic Hale, founder of the Reputation Institute, a world-renowned brand reputation expert, joins us on the line. Dr. Hale, good evening, and thank you very much for your time and for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabisa. Good to be with you. Thank you. Firstly, there have been mixed reactions to this campaign, not welcomed by some, loved by many. Is this exactly what Nike was hoping to achieve with this campaign? They wanted to get people talking? Yeah, of course. Uh, so obviously a, brand, a, a company like Nike would do a lot of research before they do something like this. And so I'm sure they have done their homework to see uh, what, the, what the reaction is and what the, what the impact on the business would be. And that's regardless of whether this is now an idealistic decision or, or just a business decision. As a, as a manager, you would have to do your homework for any ad campaign. And obviously it shows that not only is this the right message, but it's also a good message from a business perspective. Regardless of whether the you know, share price takes a little bit of a dip. You can't expect that the shareholders also understand that this was actually a really good decision. So was it a risk, Dr. Heil, or a well-calculated risk? Uh, I'm sure it's a well-calculated risk. Of course, it is a risk, and you never know if you do something controversial how it's going to pan out. But I think that in this case, it would be pretty clear that there was... Uh, you know, a, 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 a rather a minority, really, in, of the U.S. Uh, population that would not like it. And obviously some, you know, do extreme stuff like burning shoes. 
but the vast majority is behind this. And, and Nike would have done its homework. And I suppose really the most positive thing about this is we know that these kinds of campaigns are working and that, that shows that you know, globally we're on the right track. What can we read from this reaction from, from the people that you've described as the minority who are banning their Nikes and uh, they even have a, a hashtag on social media called Just Ban It? Yeah, so I think that one needs to see what is the audience that Nike is actually overall talking to. Every, every American company has a reputational problem globally right now. So this really speaks to repairing that reputational problem that you have right now as an American company. That there are a couple of, you know, bigoted uh, rednecks in the U.S. that don't, don't like it in a way just enhances the message. So that's for Nike a wonderful thing uh, because, because the, the demographics and the, and the sentiment is going against those people and, and, and it, it, in the long run, builds a much more solid uh, reputation for a company like Nike. Now, I think that the risk that they are taking with this is actually not sort of, you know, whether people will boycott it. Yes, a few people will boycott it. Other people like me will love buying their stuff. So that, you know, uh, I think there are lots more who will now go to the store uh, and buy their things. I think the, the reputational risk that they're taking is that uh, there will be a different ethical standard on a company like Nike compared to another one, and they now need to live up to that. Well, it's mostly the conservative white customers that are banning their Nike apparel and shoes. How big a part of Nike's market is this group? Well, I mean, and ultimately it is, it is an important part, but it's not nearly as important is the rest of the market and the rest of the market is growing you know us white people white males are particularly in the u.s getting getting less and less of the demographic in south africa getting less of the demographic uh, and those who harbor those sort of bigoted uh, uh, views will have to lead a very lonely life in the future and uh, Dr. Hale, what can we read from Nike's continued support of Colin Kaepernick despite him struggling to get into an NFL team? It's not the first time that Nike has stood behind the athlete. I remember that chilling ad with Tiger Woods' dad's voice after his extramarital affairs scandal. What can we yeah. read from this? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's courageous of a company to take, to take a, a societal stand. It's not even a political stand because you don't necessarily with that ad put your, put your name behind uh, a political party. But people overall, and that goes for all demographics, really want to see from companies that they define their place in society in a constructive way. And I think that with this Nike ad, uh, they do that, and they have to do that, and, and companies will have to do that. We see that in South Africa, mm. that people do not like to relate to companies where they're not quite sure where they stand with regards to their customers, uh, but also with regards to society, the nation. That it becomes a really important thing for, for people that they see companies taking that stand and if they don't they will just lose support yeah i was about to ask you that because we saw here in south africa with the fees must fall movement that they went to the bank side the students to say give us the money has the game changed now doc like you like you are saying that companies corporates are not judged by how much profit they're making but by how close they are to society issues yes look i mean the banks in south africa 
uh, uh, to, over the last 10 years or so, actually had a remarkably good reputation because during the financial crisis, our banks you know, were, were, were not really at any risk whatsoever. And people appreciate that because they understand the role of banks in society. Now, you know, the banks have not really found a coherent strategy to position themselves as a force for good in society. I mean, I'm not disputing that in some cases they are a force for good, and in some cases they aren't. If you look at how little they do for small enterprises, you clearly see that you know they go where the money is and they don't go where the risk is. Uh, and we know that small enterprises really will take the country much forward much faster than the large companies. So, so we see that kind of a thing. And, and every, every uh, company obviously has to find its own formula of how it positions itself in the marketplace. For Nike to, to put their name behind Colin Kaepernick is, is I think, pretty ideal. Uh, I wouldn't suggest we do that with every company. I suppose if we did it with ESCOM and the and the racists uh, uh, block it, then they will sit in the dark for a while. <laughs> and uh, President Donald Trump is clearly impressed by the outrage directed at Nike. He uh, seems to have taken a side here. He's weighed in. Are we surprised by his reaction? No, we're not surprised. <laughs> and if I was running a company, I would have liked to have... Uh, a tweet from Trump criticizing me. I think there would be almost ideal, it would be almost ideal advertising except if I want to sell Confederate flags, maybe. Then it wouldn't work so well. <laughs> you, you you spoke about shares earlier on. Uh, are there any numbers out? Is there anything that we can read from the first two days of this campaign? Yeah, look, I mean, the shares have taken a little bit of a knock uh, and obviously, you know, the big company, uh, the journalists turned it into large numbers and, you know, they, 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 they do that kind of thing. I suppose as an investor who hasn't thought through the logic of this ad campaign, some of them might say, oops, this is a risk and I'm not sure I want to be involved in that risk with my own money. Um, I think that uh, these kinds of ad campaigns are very well thought through and you are building a reputation for the long term. And therefore, I wouldn't really be worried about the share, those sort of uh, uh, short term responses of the share price. I would want to see what the share price is doing over the next three, four, five months. Finally, Dr. Dominic Heil, I'm sure this will be used as a case study for years to come going forward. What will people learn from uh, this uh, campaign and, and the reaction to it? Look, I mean, we will have to see how it pans out. I am uh, confident that it's going to work out really well for Nike. Uh, but, we, you know, who, who knows? Uh, uh, if, you, if you lean yourself out of the window that far... Uh, there are risks with it, and there could be huge benefits, and I, I would expect those benefits, but obviously one shouldn't be so arrogant to say, I know that this is going to work. Um, and so I think that we, we will learn a lot, especially since really uh, if companies want to build their reputation for the future, they cannot become sort of societally neutral and, and not take a stand in areas that relate to what those companies stand for and, and sell. 
Dr. Dominic Heil from Germany, a founder of the Reputational Reputation Institute, rather, and a world-renowned brand reputation expert. Thank you very much for giving us insight here. We really enjoyed it. And thank you for joining us and finding time to speak to us on SAFM. Thank you, Tabisa. Thank you, Doc. Keep well. Oh, there you have it. The big story of the past two days in the whole wide world. And um, it's interesting if you haven't followed that 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 hashtag, just ban it, uh, where people are banning their Nikes. There seems to be a picture of one man there who bent his Nikes while he was still wearing them. And we all know that how that will end. He ended up in hospital from what I've seen on social media and his feet are now bent. So, yeah, be careful, please, before you bend your Nikes, people. Uh, oh, just donate them. Just give them. I'm sure they're... Pe- Clearly, you don't need your Nikes. You've spent so much money on, on them and you don't need them. That's why you're bending them even after buying them. Just donate them to charity. Give them to people who will appreciate them. And don't bend so, uh, uh, Nikes now. Come on. But anyway, uh, let's move on now. After the break, we will talk in studio to the president of La Liga Africa, Mr. Antonio Obaredas, who is already here with us to talk about why is La Liga in South Africa. We've seen them now... Uh, um, for the past couple of years, and Mr. Antonio Baradas will tell us. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Let's move on now and let's talk about La Liga Africa. We've seen them in the country for the past couple of years. We've seen uh, some of the wonderful work that they do, especially around December. I've been to some of those uh, tournaments where they've been warmly uh, received and welcomed La Liga. It means so much to the people that uh, there is somebody supporting their tournament. We all know how long these tournaments have been going for, these festive football uh, tournaments, and La Liga is visible. They're there, they're helping. So, But let's find out more about why they are here in South Africa and the director of La Liga Africa, Mr. Antonio Baradas joins me in studio. Good evening, sir, and thank you for coming and joining us on SAFM. Uh, good, good evening. I thank was I was saying you 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 are local now. You even found your own way to our studios. Yes, it's easy this test to find the way. You just put it in Google and uh, it takes you to brings you right to the door. Ah, yeah. that's the trick. Yeah. Let's talk La Liga Africa, yeah. Mr. President. Uh, you've set up office here in Johannesburg. It seems like you have big plans. What is La Liga's, uh, Africa's purpose? Well, La, Li- <coughs> La Liga's, yeah, obviously it's been here three years and the purpose of La Liga, obviously, is to be near near the, the fans of, uh, of, of La Liga. La, Li- La Liga's got a, you know, everybody loves football here in Africa, about 70% of the population uh, love football, and of course, we, as uh, as you know, at our, we we in Spain say we have the best league in the world. And once mm. once you have the best, you must share it. You must share it with the, with people who love football. And one of the reasons is that yeah, definitely we want to share it with the, we want to share it with the, with our fans, the people who actually love the the love football. And who are some of these people? And how have you been able to 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 to, to judge how many people are following La Liga in Africa? Yes, uh, obviously we uh, we have uh, we have uh, camping every year, which does the the monitoring of uh, of uh, of fans, and uh, definitely the numbers has been has been growing quite quite a bit. And of course we we open offices. We're doing a lot for we're doing a lot with um, especially with underprivileged children. As you know, we're going we're going into different areas in in Soweto. We're going we win all over the country. I must I must tell you, we've been especially as you said over the over the Christmas season. Mm. We've been in Soweto. We've been in Port Elizabeth, we've been in 
in Kalini, we've been in uh, Kimberling, Daar, Limpopo. You know, we've been all over the country. So we've really been doing things for, especially for underprivileged, especially for underprivileged children. And uh, we will, be, we'll, we will. One of the, one of our focus is definitely we will be uh, doing whatever we can. And with, with, especially with Safa, we, as you know, it, we have yes, an agreement yes. with Safa, and whatever Safa is, uh, we will be, we will be with them. So basically, from what you're saying, is that there's a huge La Liga following in South Africa and in Africa. Yes, it's it's a huge, huge, huge follow. Obviously, we had the, uh, everybody. If you, if you ask a kid today anywhere, if, if you know the name of certain principal, but if you ask about about Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, yes. and then Suarez and all those players, definitely everybody knows about it. Yes. Is is it a rising market? How does it compare to the rest of the world? Now we La Liga's La Liga's ground um, from uh, when the, pre- the president took over, President Tebas took over um, four years ago. We employed in Spain. We employed thirty six people. Today, La Liga has got. 460 people employed in four years. Uh, our numbers grown. We, we are. We are. Uh, everybody knows about 184 countries in the world. So the games of La Liga is transmitted in 100 and, uh, 184 countries. And 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 how has the growth been in Africa? It's been great. Definitely, definitely, we're very very happy. As you know, our our sponsor is uh, Super Sports. Super Sports has been doing very well, and um, maybe in, in the in the future as well, we'll be doing some um, free game with with SABC. We'll see if we can get some free game. So obviously, we our numbers is definitely growing. And and why did you choose to set up base in Joburg, or do you have offices on the rest of the continent, or is it just Joburg in Africa? We started we started in South Africa. I mean, we, as you know, South Africa is the heart of Africa. Of course, obviously. <laughs> so we went to start we went to start with the, in the right place, and since then we opened small offices in uh, small office in Nigeria. We have representatives. Uh, we have representatives in, in seven different countries, uh, but it obviously not not small office, just one person. And but yeah, we we, we also growing. And um, how have the first three years been here in South Africa? It's been great. I mean, it's been great. We, 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 we with Dr. Jordan, we've been working very well with them, um, with, um, with, with Safa. Uh, we, we, obviously, we also, we also looking with women football. We're doing a lot. We, we will be signing some, we'll, will be some news very, very soon. What we're doing with women's football in South Africa, as you know, it in Spain, in Spain, we, we, we wouldn't did much few years ago we wouldn't talk about uh, women's football uh, la liga started the first league in in spain we're doing very 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 well and with that we also doing we 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 signed an agreement with SAF and we're going to um, we're not going to say we're going to come and teach but we will work together we'll learn from 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 here and uh, we will uh, and we will work together on uh, and women's football as well I was about to ask is, is that what the agreement with Safa entails yes it entails yes we will definitely will definitely output women's football but I don't see the PSL joining the party have they given you acknowledgement or do you need acknowledgement from the PSL yeah not really because what we're doing basically it's we work in um, we work in a, grassroot, a grassroots level we work in, we work in as, as long as we work with schools as long as we work with grassroots level it's um, it's we don't really need we don't interfere with PSL uh, as you know it we also it's now and we bring in trainers from from Spain to train the trainers at school level so when you start when you start to the when you do a deal with SAFA which they with schools uh, and uh, as long as we work with them so we you know but if there's anything to do with the, with PSL definitely we always open to to talk about it and to work if they need anything in Spain where we could put the clubs together where we could get people to we we 
We yeah. really ready for that. The other um, argument is that you bring a product which competes with our very own league. We've seen the El Clasico viewing events. Um, is that uh, uh, what's your response to that? Well, I think uh, look, it's uh, the, the classic is the classic is always takes the takes the number one in it's not only in South Africa but basically in every country in the world. Uh, with almost three billion people watch the watch the classic, I think one. 2.2 billion or something mm. like that. So obviously if we said why it takes, I don't think so. I think uh, it's good for football. It's good when people watch good football and it's it's uh, it, it it really, I don't I personally don't think it um, it, uh, it will affect it. As a matter of fact it will, will help the football in South Africa. Do you think you're targeting two different markets? Yes, it's definitely the people who really watch uh, watch the La Liga will always watch the, the local football. It's two different markets altogether, yeah. Okay. And and as we mentioned, you're also in the communities, though. You're sponsoring local tournaments, Global Games. Uh, as you mentioned, the guys yeah. in the Eastern Cape have seen those tournaments even on SABC TV. Why did you see the need to get involved here? Yeah, we need. We want, as I said, we want the near. We want to be near people who love football. And um, and uh, if we can, if we can do things to make, especially what we do, we're doing mostly over Christmas season. Yes. And uh, over Christmas season, the kids don't really have much to do. People don't they they don't go to to the beach. They around us. If we can do this type of events, I believe it's great for football. What do you make of their popularity? I was at the Gomeshova Games the past two years, and it is always packed every single day. Yeah, I am as very honest with you. I was worried that for the first year it wasn't. We didn't have so many people. But last year, for the last three nights, I didn't sleep. I must be honest with you because I saw the, so many people. I didn't expect it, so many people. But we will we will definitely come keep on uh, supporting those those events definitely you know we we, we definitely and it's it i think i think some of the children some of the people they're already waiting they're counting for the for the yes. to watch to watch those games and how do you choose which tournaments to support around the country well, well every 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 um every tournament we 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 uh, would suffer we discuss with them and uh, we if they are in Utsaf and we, we take a look at it and see. We can't go, we, obviously we can't be in all of them, but yes, the, ones yes, we, yes. the ones we've done it, we'll keep, we'll keep continue, continue uh, supporting. I know one of the popular tournaments in Grahamstown with Umzu Vugila Tom and Mr. Luyanda Papu, that one means a lot to the people there of the Eastern Cape. If you've just joined us, we are talking to the director of La Liga Africa, Mr. Antonio Obaradas, and we are talking about just why they are here in South Africa, and I think we've been able to establish that. After the break, though, we, we want to talk about uh, the business of La Liga now, because as you heard from him, he reckons that it's the best league in the world. I don't think the English people will agree with that. Uh, but we'll talk about the business of uh, food of, of La Liga now as a, as, as a business after this break. And if you want to join in the conversation at any time, feel free to call us 0891104207. Our SMS line is 40938. WhatsApp number 0614104107. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. Still talking La Liga with Mr. Antonio Obaradas, the director of La Liga in Africa. Let's talk about La Liga. You've said it. It's the best league in the world, according to you. And I told you the English people will disagree. But why is your league so popular? Well, it's um, it's different football. I mean, uh, we, we talk about uh, the, the English Premiership. Obviously, it's fantastic. It's very, very, very fast. Is uh, is um, uh, the, the Spanish football is is more technique, 
and uh, the English football is more running, more physique, more. It's 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 complete. It's completely different. So I think I mean the English football they started as well many years ago before La Liga going worldwide, and we only started a few years ago. So they are very popular all over the world. We can't say we can't say the the English football is not it's no good. It's it's mm. great. It's great football. But um, as far as we're concerned, if you take the if you take last uh, ten years the Ballons d'Oros, we I I don't say that the world <laughs> says it. They they say it. They, the the Ballons d'Oros has been coming to Spain for the last the last ten yep. years. So it's for, for for a reason. It's for a reason it's going there. Yeah, how how big a, a feature was having the world's best two players in Messi and Ronaldo in your league? I'm sure you could leverage on that as a league. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Especially Ronaldo, Messi, especially Ronaldo. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the amount of followers he has worldwide. It's it's, it's why which which always will be beautiful to have some South African player to to be a Ronaldo. And he's yet. It's not that about it. The kids are yet. It needs. It needs. We just need somebody to 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 have the luck and pick and pick up a kid. Because look at Ronaldo when he can, comes from a small island of Madeira, three hundred thousand people from Portugal today. When you see what around the world, how many how many followers have got around the world is unbelievable. So if La Liga could help. One of the children, one of uh, one of um, uh, kids, really rich, get that standard would be beautiful. Were you sad to see him go to Italy? Obviously, yes, um, yes, definitely. Not only not not only me, as most uh, most of the fans of Real Madrid, definitely, definitely. Were you surprised? Um, not really, because we we knew it. It was. Um, but it was a bit not happy between him and the president. I think is a bit uh, mm. some misunderstanding there, and, uh, and he's just uh, just decided to to move. Does it affect the league his departure in any way? Uh, we hope not. We hope not. It doesn't affect it. But I think the first is really the first game. It did affect it a little bit. Let's see if we can get some top stars as well. But look, Real Madrid is Real Madrid. It's always been there. So it's not one play. It's going to get Real Madrid down. I mean, we definitely will definitely. And what differences it. did you see in that first game? In the first game, we had uh, it was also the run, but we did quite a We had a very very down. But mm. in the second game, is people started coming back again. So it's, it was just a first shock. On on that same note, though, it, it must be encouraging to still have a one club man like Lionel Messi, who's played all his uh, career in Spain, basically at Barcelona. We don't see that anymore. We see players move around so many times. You know, <clears throat> Lionel Messi came into Barcelona when he was a kid, twelve years old, and uh, he's got his family, he's got his friends, and uh, now obviously it's not because of money. He loves it. He loves the country. He loves the city. He loves the people. And for him to move. To another club in the world, it's I don't think will be will be. He's not <laughs> looking for money, obviously. Now he's got he's got another five years five years mm. contracts. I think will be a legend. Will be he will definitely stay there in Barcelona. So, what would you say is the business model of La Liga? Well, the business model, it's, we just have to take it from from President Tebas, what he's done in the last four years. As mm-hmm. I said earlier, thirty six people, thirty two people, now four hundred and sixty people. He's, he's committed. He's committed to the to the to the game. He shared, you know, especially for the women football. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got when he got paid before the clubs used to to do their own um, the their own contracts. What mm-hmm. he did, he got all the clubs together and he negotiated the, he negotiated um, the sponsors for mm-hmm. all the clubs. And in the end, he puts the he puts the cake in the table, and every club doesn't matter how big you are, big small, everybody has a slice of the cake. And with that, with that model. 
the, the money which comes into La Liga gets divided. Obviously, Barcelona and Real Madrid get the biggest, the bigger cut. But all the clubs, the smaller, the smaller clubs, the second division, the women, he actually took money. Hmm. The, the, the women's league belongs to, to the federation, but as La Liga, he actually took the first money from the from the from the league to to create the, the women's league. So he's done a fantastic job. I say there's something you've been doing for the past couple of seasons. Uh, there's the Sunday afternoon matches where I see the families come and watch those matches. Was that intentional? Yes, definitely. You know, because we are sponsors as, well, as we we are all over the world, and that that is actually right in the beginning you was uh, criticised, but then what's happening now? People go to on Sunday they get to the whole family goes to church when they come back from the church at nine o'clock ten o'clock they can they go and watch the game you see the mother the father mm-hmm. the kids everybody goes and watch the game that it made a big difference in 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 football definitely they they, they seem to start early here in South Africa what time is it when they start that side we the first game is 12 o'clock 12 o'clock 12 o'clock and midday. to attract the families yes we attract the families then there's also with the games it's, it's shown in in uh, in far east in china in <clears throat> in china in china and in, in india in uh, yeah. in those countries is like 12 o'clock is 8 o'clock in the evening so for it will show the games in those countries and with when barcelona and madrid and atleti play do you also make sure that their time are suitable for the worldwide audience yes most of most of the times we will we will do it Okay. Uh, if you've just joined us, we are talking to the manager of uh, La Liga Africa, Mr. Antonio Baradas. Uh, they're based here in, in Johannesburg. They've been in the country for three years, and we are taking your calls on 0891104207 or SMS on 40938, or you can just tweet us at Tabiso Musea at SAFM Radio. And so many people are tweeting. Atlantic says, I'm in Barcelona from the 18th to the 23rd. I want to go watch a game. And uh, also, Morolong um, says, Roberto Carlos Ronaldo Figo Dan Turam. Uh, they all said if there is a place where they enjoyed their football, it is at La Liga. And uh, also, um, there was a message here from Solima Lads who says that I'm one of those whose, whose tournament has benefited from the support of La Liga. Uh, my annual tournament has benefited from their outreach programs, giving soccer balls to lots of community clubs and schools. They're doing a lot of good work for football. And we'll continue the conversation after this break. <laughs> Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.5 FM in Oat Bay. Now, Mr. President, there was Barcelona here. What did you make of the reaction of, <laughs> of our people when Barcelona came? Well, I think it was a surprise, <clears throat> surprise for everybody. But I must say, the the man which is really put a lot in face it was uh, Patrice Mosepi. Mm. But Patrice Mosepi really believed that could be done. At one stage, we started was difficult, especially at the time of the year, which sure. is was just before the World Cup, and uh, to bring Barcelona just a week before the World Cup, it was very difficult. But uh, definitely with La Liga, with the with the President Mosepi. Uh, we really we really did hard work and we got we got Barcelona over here. I think it was the best thing we've done, done it, not only for South Africa but for all Africa. We had the biggest view in all over all, and not only that, mm. it was with La Liga we trans- the game was transmitted for hundred for fifty six countries around the world. Oh. So. And and how long did negotiations take to bring a big club like Barcelona here? 
We we started few months. We started quite a few months before, but it was uh, it was difficult to convince mm. uh, to convince them. Especially we wanted we could have bring the the game for a bit after the World Cup, okay. but then we wouldn't know it if we had we had all the all the stars. We oh. wanted Messi. We wanted um, we wanted the, the, the top Piquet. We wanted and and they wouldn't guarantee us if it was after the World Cup. So we said, no, we'd rather. Rather do it before the World Cup than we knew it. We bring all the stars. So that's what we did. Wow! And and, and how was the reaction back in Spain? Because you mentioned that it was before the season ended. Well, it's the it's um, the reaction. The reaction. It was a bit uh, not so. When they before they before they came out, it was a better bad reaction. But yeah. once they've been now, when they see the the treatment that they they got. The, the, then the, the field, the, the way the organization, the way everything was done, the crowds, they, they were very, very happy. They were very, very happy. This I can tell you, they really, they they didn't realize that that could have been organized in such a short time. Even the director of um, of the Barcelona, when he arrived, I was at the airport, he was a bit um, worried. <laughs> but as he left, he said, thank you very much. And I knew it was really, it was fantastic. It was done a fantastic job. So we're very happy. And it was also to honor a great man in Nelson Mandela. Oh, obviously, too. Yeah. Obviously, to our, to our father, no doubt about it. Yes. There were talks also. I mean, are you planning more of this of these games? Well, it's the possibility, yes. The possibility, yes, of uh, doing other games. Obviously, we would like to to bring Real Madrid as well. Let's see if uh, let's see if something <laughs> and something happens. <laughs> I wouldn't be on the show that day. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. But there were also talks about Atletico coming to play Orlando Pirates. Were, were there any? Was there any truth to that? Well, that I can't say because that hasn't. Um, I don't know about it, so I can't. Nobody it hasn't passed. Anybody told me in my office, so I don't know. You just read about it like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a question before I go to the calls uh, uh, from Sia who wants to know why is there such a gap between the top three Real Madrid, Barca and Atleti than the rest of the other clubs and uh, why is there so much difference in TV rights? I think you've touched on the TV rights uh, but, yeah. but why is there a gap between the top three? Well, uh, it's it's uh, it's been... It's been uh, Will take years. Will will take years to come to get the bottom clubs to to reach up because it was the money, the money factor. Right, a big few years ago, the, the the amount of money used to go to those three big clubs. But now it gets shared. The clubs at the bottom. If you see them in the last few years, the clubs at the bottom, they've been able to buy more players. They've been able to they've been able to compete better. There's still still that difference, but uh, it's, it, with, with years to come, definitely we it, it will uh, it will be more equal, equal, equalized. Let's go to the Lions of Roxina in Johannesburg. Thank you for calling us. Good day, man. How are you? Fine, thank you, Roxy. What's your comment? Uh, my comment, man. For me, um, I, w- I won't see La Liga as a competition to PSL. I think we could learn a lot from them, because back in the days when we, when UEFA was not fashionable that much on TV, when we used to get it on that other channel, um, uh, we, I mean, for instance, I started to see from the La Liga where they start showing us some dressing room, making football interesting. And this rivalry comes back way, where you used to have a rivalry of uh, um, Diego Tristan, Morientes, and Raul, and all that. So for me, we can learn a lot from La Liga, not to take it as a competition. Thank you, member. Thank you very much, the Roxy, saying that yeah. we can learn. And and what do you think you can teach us here in South Africa from your observation of the three years that you've been here? Yeah, we, we don't want to teach, but we want to work together. That is that is I've always said to the clubs, to the PSL clubs as well. If they if they 
would would be better to have uh, to have some of the clubs over here to to make some connections with the clubs in Spain to create even to sign them a use if we have a chance to send some players from from South Africa to have yeah. a chance to go and train there for a week two weeks and try to see if we can get some we can because the talent is here I must be honest with you we have the talent it's amazing but something is missing mm. That's why I'm. That's why I've looked at that for the last three years, and I said uh, we created this project possible, mm. which is pro- this project possible is to get the trainers, which we do in tr- get the trainers from Spain, training the kids at uh, training the trainers who train the kids at school, and mm. then when you start at that level, eventually you will get def- definitely will get somebody to be at top. Is is that just normal training, or is it a football philosophy that you are getting across? There's a football, football, but it's been it's been done. It's been done in in Spain. It's been done in France. It's been done in in other countries. So it, we we take the winning model and we pass it on. But the South Africans will tell you we've got our own way of playing football. Yes, but uh, if we can learn something, it'll be better. (laughs) (laughs) If you've just joined us once again, we are talking to the president of La Liga in Africa. And I've also got a message, uh, the the, the director, and I've also got a message from Mr. Luyanda Papu here who says, we really thank La Liga for donating 3,000 200 soccer match practice balls to all 32 participating teams from SAFA local teams in the New Year's Cup in Grahamstown. I think that's the one that I was talking about. That's got Mzuvugila Tom also. And this is from the chairman and founder of the New Year's Cup, uh, Mr. Luyanda Papo. Did you realize how much this means to the people what you're doing here? Uh, Maybe yes. it might seem small to you, but it, to them it means a lot. It means a lot. Don't worry. I can tell you my story as well. I'm, I basically, why do I give? I received the soccer ball when I was a little kid. And I'm telling you, know, I still remember, till today, I still remember that face, that man who gave me that soccer ball. So I know it. I know when you give a soccer ball, for some people it might mean nothing. But for a child, which is in the middle of nowhere, which is in Soweto, is in, in a village, with, soccer ball means a lot to him. He's got a soccer ball and he's, a lot of friends will be around him to play football. In, the, in, in seconds, you'll make a lot of friends. So I believe when you give a soccer ball to a child, it's definitely a fantastic gift. Okay, here's another message from Mavola Andlela who says, thank you for the chance of working with Safa. Development, development all the way. Uh, the money will uh, follow. Uh, we're going to take another quick short break and then we'll wrap up the conversation after this. So if you can still call us on 891 We've got a few minutes left with uh, the director. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still talking La Liga. Let's talk about some of the off-the-field issues. There have been issues with tax. Are players playing in Spain being targeted by the tax officials that side? Um, well, it's not really. It's uh, not been been targeted. Is is the is the SARS of Spain? Obviously, <laughs> they're looking at big numbers. Where where's everybody? Apparently, I don't really can't go much into it because mm. it's not my it's not my role. But what I know it. The, the the tax in Spain is higher than what taxes in London were in 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 Italy, so that is one of one of the reasons some of the players, for instance, Ronaldo when he left, he was paying was fined millions of euros yeah. for the. Now he goes, he gets the same amount of money, only pays very little in in, in Italy. So I really, there I can't really go much much on it. The players seem to have a big say in the running of of things. How big a part of of, of running a successful league is this? Well, well, it's like uh, it's like everything else. You have to run in run in a league. It's you have to to be focused and run in a club. Today, you have to run a club. Uh, you have to be 
you have to have good good managers you have to get people who, who, who can can talk to the players because the player is very it's a special is a special person sometimes you need to give him a pat in the back and say you've done well and you need to talk to him you need to make them you you need to make them feel happy you need to to tell them they're doing a good job and i think it's all it's all to do with the communication there's an sms coming here from uh, nahim who says is la liga chasing money by going to the america to play games uh, not really. It's not a matter of going to to America for chasing money, but to get the name of La Liga worldwide, like you're doing here in Africa. Basically, we also get we want to know everybody around the world. La Liga is La Liga is here. Well, the players were not happy. Was it a mistake that they were not consulted here on the decision to go play some uh, matches in uh, the USA? Obviously, that is. I think the president made that decision, but obviously, still to, for discussion, it, it can be. It still can be can be discussed. That's what they do. It's still being discussed at the moment. Mm. But but is it, is it is it normal for players to come and raise their concerns? You welcome them to come out and say that we're not happy with this. And how big an input is their voice? I mean, how 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 seriously will you take their voice? Obviously, the president has met with them. Some of the some of the. The companies who's handling that, some of the, and uh, obviously they will come into some concerns. Okay, let's go to the lines here. We've got Tato in Pretoria as we wrap up with uh, the director. Tato, good evening. What's your comment? Hi. Um. Well, as a Liverpool supporter, um, no. I, I, I actually understand um, the La Liga, and uh, I watch it from time to time. Um. I actually, because of the competition, you understand. I feel like uh, every other league has is like more competitive as compared to La Liga, where it's always been about Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, but I'd like to commend them about what they've been doing in Africa because I've seen more African players transitioning in La Liga as compared to any other league abroad, and which is very exceptional from what they are doing. That's Okay, thank you very much there, Tato. I'm not sure what happened there, but I think we got the gist of what you wanted to say there, that you are happy with what they're doing, but it doesn't agree that it's the best league in the world. <laughs> you have to answer that, Mr. Uh, director. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll answer that. that the questions are still maintained. La Liga is still the best league in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and what about issues of racism? I mean, we see them crop up uh, in, in most of the leagues there. How does La Liga uh, address this and how seriously is it taken? No, La Liga, you know it very well. La Liga is taken that racism is zero in Spain, and any any anybody which goes into racism definitely gets very very bad punished. So definitely, La Liga is that is other question. Back to South Africa, what is the bigger vision? How long are you hoping to stay here for? For as long as forever. The whole idea, the whole idea is to to plant a tree, as I said, plant a tree and water it, and just go on. Mm. You touched on women's football earlier on, and I remember reading a story in Spain where a girls' team uh, was playing in a men's league, and I think they went on to go win uh, the league. How 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 far behind are we as far as women's football is concerned from what you've seen here? Well, we we've signed we've signed an agreement with Safa, and we definitely going to we're going to bring some. We work. I don't want to disclose now, but sure. it's something will very soon you'll know it. What we're we doing, what La Liga is doing with Safa with with women's football, and uh, will be very soon. I don't want to disclose it now, but it will be something exciting for for the women's football in South Africa with La Liga. And I've seen some of your staff, some of the people you work with. Are you putting an emphasis on local people working with La Liga to empower our people here in South Africa? Yes. 
I mean, we're a small office at the moment, but slowly we'll go and, you know, as we grow, we only, we started three people, now we're six people, so it's, it's a small, but obviously we'll empower the people. Six very wonderful people, I must say, I've dealt with, with them before at some of the events that we've attended. Let's go to Luanda, who's calling us from Johannesburg. I think this is actually the founder of the New Year's Cup, which I've seen on TV, which I was saying that it means a lot to the people. Is that you, uh, Mr. Luanda? <laughs> Yes, it's me. It's me, member. Okay, thank you, thank you. I'm sure you can give us a testimony in there here of how La Liga has assisted uh, back home. Yes, it has done uh, so much, uh, touching many lives, uh, especially in the local rural areas. And I can show you that those boys are very eager to play in a professional uh, football space. But to Dr. Barat, I'd like to see him at least taking some few players at least in the exchange program, maybe with the coaches as well, to come here and teach us just two or three things. Mm. That's my just uh, my opinion on this one. And before La Liga came, what kind of support were you getting? Because I know a lot of guys that put these tournaments together have been struggling for support. Yes, they are making a huge impact in our lives. I mean, we really, even for this year, because we are turning three this year, and we'll be hosting this kind of a tournament like in four cities, it never happened like here in South Africa, in Tata, Grahamstown, and PE, obviously, and Grahamstown are the host, and La Liga will be part of that for this year. So we're very thankful about this, and it's a very good show as well. Great stuff. And what do you want to add, sir? Well, thank you very much, Ms. Honda. It's, uh, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely keep working. I think uh, the people who's done those events, will they've done very well. And uh, with, well, I want to thank the people as well, especially the people in Sueto, the Global Games. Uh, yeah. They they've been fantastic. I've always I've always said to them when we play the games, just this is an outing. This is for people to go out and enjoy it, yeah. and take the decision of the ref. Doesn't matter. <laughs> take the decision of the ref. Ah, now you're pushing it. <laughs> that's that, that's why I always ask them, please take the decision of ref. <laughs> There's to enjoy the game, not to fight. And uh, let's go for that to enjoy the game. It's December, it's December, festive <laughs> season. Do you know Squama Samatariani? <laughs> Have you ever heard of a player called Squama? No. He always brings the crowds when he plays in these uh, festive tournaments. And somebody wants to know, Spain winning the 2010 World Cup in the country, did that help in the popularity of uh, Spanish football in SA? Did it also influence your decision to start here? Uh, I think it was. I think it was. Um, it, it was good because most of the people as well know about Spain and been to World Cup every year. I think it's. Uh, it's. Uh, it, but I don't think that it, that made it, it made that decision. But uh, I think it was the right decision to start here in South Africa. And somebody said, I must remind you, Bafana Bafana won, Spain nil. Do you remember that game? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Baradas, thank you very much for coming to studio. We appreciate it. I'm impressed that you actually found your own way here. You seem like you're local here. And clearly our country has been, a good, uh, has been good to you. And I hope you continue to give back to the people of South Africa. What is your last message? But my last message, we will definitely, as La Liga, we will try to do the, the best as we've done up to now and we'll continue in doing. We planted a few trees, and those trees need water, and we need to water to, to, make this, to make this be a successful. 
Thank you. And uh, the reaction is very positive here on social media. A lot of people are happy with the work that you're doing, uh, especially a lot of people that actually attend these uh, tournaments in December. You're clearly very visible there in those tournaments and long may it continue. That was our guest uh, this evening, uh, the director of La Liga in Africa. We've seen them. Uh, we've seen the banners. We've seen the press conferences. We've seen some of the events and we thought we should just bring them to find out more about why they are here in Africa and what they are doing here and uh, I think we have uh, learned a lot uh, today and David says nice interview with La Liga we really enjoyed it thank you very much uh, David and and another one says lots of people have great initiative to make the PSL prop prosper but the ideas are taken and they're executed we've had their cries before uh, this is a good thing and i hope the psl can also uh, learn one or two things from uh, here and that's all the time that we have for now thank you mr ashraf gada is up next with the viewpoint my name is tabiso musia thank you to loyolom kalipi thank you to debo khadebe on social media and babalom tuma on a technical and uh, there'll be more sport in the morning with zai khan on sunrise with steven Hrotis between six and nine we are out of here news is up next.